Hello, welcome to Bible Read Me. I'm Charles Van Dersen. I will be summarizing week four of the Bible readings, beginning with January the 22nd. We are in the book of Job. Job's fourth speech counters Zophar's premise that repentance would bring Job immediate relief. Chapter 14, verse 14, makes one of the earliest references to the resurrection. Job acknowledged the total sovereignty of God over all creation. Job wanted a court hearing with God to complain about the severity of his inflections. Remember that even God called Job blameless. Chapter 1, verse 8. Job longed for the relief that death could bring, yet without committing suicide. Dr. John MacArthur, in the MacArthur Study Bible, Nashville Word Publishing, 1997, page 704, lists 17 pains that he calls Job's living death. These are painful boils from head to toe, severe itching and irritation, great grief, loss of appetite, agonizing discomfort, insomnia, worm and dust infested flesh, continual oozing of boils, hallucinations, decaying skin, shriveled up skin, severe halitosis, teeth fell out, relentless pain, skin turned black and raging fever, and finally dramatic weight loss. Day 23. Eliphaz called Job a, quote, windbag, end quote, who was irreverently attacking God through his prayers. He rightly stated that, quote, all have sinned, end quote. However, we know that this is not the reason for Job's suffering. Job criticized his comforters for only, quote, blowing hot air, end quote and wished for a mediator to relieve him from what he perceived as an undeserved torment. He made reference to the murder of Abel by calling on the earth to cry out on behalf of his shed blood. He stated that his advocate was in heaven. Job said that he needed someone to mediate between he and God. Job claimed that God had closed his friends' minds to understanding. He expressed that they offered no comfort to him. Then Bildad responded to Job, claiming that he had disrespected his friends. He claimed that only the wicked suffer misfortunes, such as Job's. Day 24. Today's reading is so rich with original quotes that continue to endure to today. One, quote, by the skin of my teeth, end quote. That's found in chapter 19, verse 20. Two, quote, chiseled in stone, end quote. That's found in chapter 19, verses 23 and 24. And three, quote, but as for me, I know that my Redeemer lives, end quote. That would be chapter 19, verse 25. And if the time of this event of Job's suffering occurred just after the Tower of Babel event, then this is the first mention of tambourines in Scripture, chapter 21, verse 12. Job told his friends to mind their own business and warned that they should fear for their own coming punishment. He claimed that God wronged him and hemmed him in 
so that there was almost no hope for his escape. He made another reference to life after death where he expects to see God with his own eyes. Reference Job chapter 19 verses 26 and 27. Zophar reiterates his belief that among other consequences the wicked suffer a short life span as God's judgment against their selfishness. After stating that his complaint was with God, not people, Job asked Zophar, why then do the wicked prosper in comfort, peace, and get to live long lives? He called all his friends, quote, liars, end quote. January 25. Eliphaz continues to hammer Job mercilessly with suppositions of evil acts and reiterates his belief that all suffering is the result of an individual's sin. Job's reply was not to Eliphaz, but an expression of wonder to God with a declaration of his divine justice. He desires to have his day in court with God. He is confident that God will be fair and that this time of testing will result in his purification because he has remained faithful to God's commands through it all. Job asked, why is it that only the righteous ones are tested through suffering while the wicked are permitted to enjoy the fruits of their evil? Then he ends his reply with an acknowledgement that in the end, God will bring justice. Then Bildad bolsters Eliphaz's argument against Job's stated innocence by contrasting the sinful, pitiful state of man with the absolute purity and power of God. January 26. Job told his friends that their words have been no help to him. He already knows and admires God's greatness. He made accurate statements that would not be scientifically verified for another 3,000 years, supporting the, quote, divine authorship of Scripture, end quote. The MacArthur Study Bible, page 585. Job expounded on the existence, benefit, and source of wisdom. It could fit very well into the book of Proverbs. Quote, the fear of the Lord is true wisdom, end quote. Chapter 28, verse 28. This portion ends with Job's lamenting the loss of the joys of his earlier years, filled with prosperity and companionship. January 27. Job chained from recollecting the good old days to focus on his current losses and reaffirm his integrity, purer than any man of which I ever knew. He feels abandoned by God. Reference chapter 30, verse 20. Even Jesus, too, cried, quote, Why have you forsaken me? End quote. He stated that God continues to create. That would be beyond the first six days of creation, when babies are conceived in the womb. Reference chapter 31, verse 15. Job challenged anyone to prove his sin against God, man, or even the ground, and affirms it with a self-imposed curse, if it is true. January 28. While Job waits for God's reply and his friends finally give up, Elihu, the punk of the group, speaks up. He's angry with the whole group because Job's friends failed to convict Job and Job refuses to admit his supposed crimes. His argument is the same as the others, but in addition, he misquoted Job and put words into his mouth that came from his friends. 
He accused Job of being arrogant. His overarching theme leans more heavily on God's discipline rather than God's punishment. But he also speaks in error by misrepresenting the true character of God. This ends week four of the Bible summaries. My next episode will begin with week five, January the 29th. I look forward to your visit. May God bless you.